This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Sunday nights are precious, and thank you for spending yours with me. Good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Health Show. Your health is your wealth. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse and nurse continence advisor and a sexual health educator. Okay, that's the cue to put the kitties to bed. The benefits of good health means your life and relationships will improve. You are more productive, happier, and even more generous. Also, your sex life might improve as well, which is always great. And intimacy does more than make you feel warm and fuzzy all over. It boosts your overall health. Remember, if you have a question for me, feel free to email me at nursetalk at hotmail.com. The number to call is 1-877-399-9898. That's 1-877-399-9898. Remember, the show is not a replacement for a visit to your doctor for whatever ails you. Tonight on the program, we're talking about a, a new adventure for seniors. Also, your relationship. One Woman's Fertility Journey, and the neuroscience behind Think and Grow Rich. But right now, it's time for... Technology is not my thing. Oh, okay. Anyway, health headline. (laughs) This is our health headline. Um, He's a familiar face in Vancouver, very well known as the face of global news at six. Chris Galis joins us on the line to educate you about a recent health scare that he suffered. You know the outcome. He's on the line. So uh, I hate to be, give you the spoiler alert, but there it is. Good evening, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Maureen. How are you doing? Yes, I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be happier to be joining you this evening because uh, obviously the outcome uh, with this malady could have been a lot worse a new lease on life shall we say huh yeah it's funny i mean i had no clue how serious it was and obviously didn't really appreciate how uh in danger my life was when i was in the throes of what was happening to me but i didn't really understand it and that was really the reason that i felt compelled to write about it because i felt like had I been exposed to and read a post like the one I put together this week, uh, I would have treated it a lot differently. And, and it's been a, it's really been amazing to see the response that the post that I wrote about my blood clot, deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, and the legitimate threat to my life. Uh, it's really been amazing to see the response to that from a lot of people, thousands of people who have been touched by it. Isn't that fantastic? And I really appreciate you sharing your story on our show here. Um, Because when you share stories, we empower other people. Um, So as you said, we're talking about deep deep vein thrombosis or DVT and or a resulting pulmonary embolus, which is what you experience. So, Chris, what actually mm-hmm. happened to you? You're an active guy, I, I imagine. You know, I know you were running in a race. Um, you weren't on a plane yeah. for a long time. You weren't in a hospital bed, which are some of the risk factors for deep vein thrombosis. So, so what happened to you, and what were the symptoms? Right. Well, that's that's the thing that startled a lot of people, I think, and probably... Um, you know, I didn't present like a typical DVT patient would because um, I certainly had the symptoms, but there was nothing that provoked the blood clot. And that was the puzzling thing. There are two kinds of blood clots, provoked blood clots and unprovoked blood clots. And provoked blood clots, as you mentioned, are the ones that typically happen if you've been sedentary for a long time, post-surgery, 
on a long flight, pregnancy, and even being on the pill can lead to them, I've since learned. But in my case, uh, I mean, I am active. I have an eight-year-old son. I try to work out on a regular basis. I go for light runs. I'm not a marathoner, but I like to run and stay active. And so that's exactly what I did on that morning was go for a run after I dropped Will off at school down by Kitts Beach. And it was a 5K run I've done many, many times. And I felt really good after the run, which is the irony of it. Um, But by the time I got to work, and maybe a little bit later in the afternoon, my ankle had swollen up so much that I took a picture of it because it it was so unusual. Uh, And it was just the left ankle. And um, I took a picture of it, and I thought, this is weird, but I'll keep an eye on it. And when I got home after work that night, I just iced it and elevated it, and the swelling went down, and I wondered if maybe it was related to the run. But about a and, – and, and that's pretty well how I handled it. The next couple of days, it swelled up again, but then I iced it, and the swelling went down. But about a week after the run, oddly enough, on my wife's birthday – I started feeling ill, like I got the chills and and I felt like you get when there's a onset of the flu and just needed an extra blanket under our big thick comforter. And I'm like, it's eight o'clock and I feel the need to go to bed, like all warning signs that I should have, you know, I, I should have paid a lot more attention to. And, uh, yeah, I just I fell asleep and I wake up. I woke up at about one o'clock in the morning and I had a stabbing pain in my chest that I describe in the article. Like it just felt like someone was jamming a screwdriver between my ribs, kind of in in my upper back and side. And uh, stupidly, I I tried to gut it out. I just tried to get. I, I woke my wife up saying, "I don't know what's going on. There's something wrong with me." Um, you know, we talked about calling 911, but, you know, I, I kind of talked her off the ledge saying, I, I, look, I, I'm comfortable now. I'll see if I can fall back asleep. And I did just exhausted. I fell back asleep. I woke up and the pain for the most part was gone. So I went to work. But that was the pulmonary embolism happening. Right. And, and could have. Go ahead. It, it could have been it could have been fatal, obviously. So so the next when it happened the next night. I made sure when I woke up in the morning, I went to the hospital. And unfortunately, the ER doctor at, at the hospital missed, missed the symptoms and didn't order the blood test that could have detected the blood clot, which is a, it's called a D-dimer. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I wasn't, but I certainly learned about it. And um, that blood test wasn't done. So a couple of days later, I had an appointment to see my family doctor. And my family doctor looked at the blood work that was done at the hospital and he said, Did, was there no D-dimer performed for you? Mm. And I said, no, not, not that I'm aware of. And he's like, go to the lab right now and do the blood work. So I went back to the hospital after a full day of blood work in the ER. You know, they keep you in there forever. They do multiple blood tests. And so, so that's what I did. I went to the lab. And then three days later, my phone rang at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, and it's my doctor. And nobody wants... We love you, doctors, <laughs> but nobody wants a phone call from the doctor at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Right. Uh, like, hello? <laughs> and he just said, get back to the hospital right now. You have a blood clot. The, the marker for the D-dimer test is if you have a, and it, a series of numbers, but if you have a number below 500, 
chances are you do not have a blood clot. My number was 4,900. Wow. And so he, he said, get to the hospital right away. You have a blood clot. we got to find it. It's likely in that left leg. And sure enough, they found it, and I went on the blood thinners right away. But it was after that you learn how close you came to death. That's the eye-opener. Absolutely. It's a very serious medical condition. And oftentimes people find out they have a blood clot after they have uh, a pulmonary embolus. I I had a question for you. What did the emergency uh, room doctor chalk this up to? I think uh, I just got the feeling that she felt like I was another probably, you know, quite stressed out, middle-aged guy in there thinking I was having a heart attack. And and maybe didn't pay enough attention to the link between the swelling in the lower leg and the pain in the upper chest. Right. That's that's the only way I can I can uh, describe it because I have the I have the pamphlet right here that's prevention and treatment of blood clots and the top two symptoms for DVT and pulmonary embolism right at the top symptoms of a DVT pain or swelling in your leg or calf Mm -hmm. the top symptom of a pulmonary embolism sudden breathlessness or shortness of breath that cannot be explained sudden sharp pain in your chest or upper back those are the symptoms I described exactly when Mm -hmm. I went to the emergency room wow and uh, and so you know that that is a, that's an issue, and that's one of the reasons I'm talking about it and writing about it, too, That so people can advocate for themselves when they go in there. And if they don't get, you know, the, blood, the correct blood test, uh, if they have these symptoms, and it seems like maybe the doctor is going a different direction or doesn't order the D-dimer blood clot test, they should request it. Absolutely. And and you don't know why this happened to you. You're Typically, we see it in, in people over the age of 60, but it can be from an injury or surgery, reduced mobility or inactivity or, or certain medications. But uh, yes. is there going to be some investigation into um, why this happened to you? Yes. And uh, yeah, there, there are, still are, I think, a, a number of test results that need to come back in the coming weeks. I had a conversation with the uh, hematologist a couple of days ago. By the way, excellent uh, health care and advice once we got this diagnosed at the St. Paul's Deep Vein Thrombosis Rapid Access Clinic. Dr. Romani's been amazing, and I've learned a lot from her. And, um, and in fact, I'm even part of a study now of a couple of blood thinning, a randomized study of a couple of blood thinning drugs. But yes, more results are expected. They have to be done at BC Children's Hospital, of all things, to check, the, to check whether I have the markers for a genetic reason that mm-hmm. this might have happened. Is it hereditary, or is there something else going on in, in my system? So still some unanswered questions, which is a little bit unsettling for me and obviously for my wife, too. But that's a journey we're on. We're going to learn and just deal with it. Yes, you know? what, yes. Because there's no other 
there's there's nothing else that you can do. That's right. But at least you're on the medication now. You're under good health care. Um, you're being watched and, and you're more aware, much more aware. I'm sure you've learned a tremendous amount uh, from this exactly. experience. I'm sorry you had to go through it, but I really appreciate you sharing this with the listeners. And uh, and I'd love to talk to you again about it as well yeah. um, in the I'll future. Yeah, we'll stay in touch and I'll let you know how it goes uh, moving forward because I think there's a lot to learn. And uh, the more we can raise awareness about DVT, blood clots, and uh, pulmonary embolisms, um, I think the better off we are. I've already heard from one guy who had similar swelling in his leg and got it checked out at the doctor. He was originally diagnosed with a blood clot, as the article states. He just reached out to me to say that uh, it turns out it's not a blood clot, but he wouldn't have got it checked had he not read that article. So. I'm so glad that people are are paying attention, and thank you very much for the chance to be on your show to talk about it. Well, you're very welcome. You've affected me as well. I'm no longer going to sleep on a long-haul flight (laughs) the whole time. Compression socks, compression socks. That is a preventative measure. They may not... They may not look cool, although they do have some cooler prints now. So I have maybe, some. maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Chris Galis, a familiar face in Vancouver, the face of global news. Really appreciate your time with us this evening. Thanks so much, Maureen. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.